Good morning. Woohoo! Yeah, we're hot this morning. How are you? Welcome to Men's Roundtable. Glad you're here. That's about the frumpiest look I've seen all morning. God, I got that when I got up this morning. Frumpy. 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 No, frumpy. Frumpy is a frowning, grumpy individual. Reminds me of Deer Cam. Deer Cam. We got one this weekend, don't we? Yes, we do. We do. Show of hands. Who's going to Deer Camp this weekend as a first timer? First timer. Nobody. Wow. There's spots available. Show of hands of those who have been to Deer Camp. Great. Fantastic. Deer Camp. Heard a lot about it. Just wonder how many of you might be intimidated by it like I was. I still get intimidated when I go just as an alumni. But Deer Camp, it's not something they're going to take you out in the woods and tie you to a tree and beat you or something like that. Although there's some, some, some people we might like to do that too. But Deer Camp, you know, Phil has this way of, of uh, taking the scripture. Let me give you a little accolade here, Phil. You have a way of taking the scripture, and it's a gift that you have, in taking it and putting it, as you say the message does in everyday language, but you have a way of taking the, the scripture and bringing it to life Deer Camp Weekend. I had the opportunity of going through the one uh, for the hangar group, and they are different. Deer Camp brings scripture to life. One of the questions that's asked are the three questions in the weekend. What do you want? What do you want? You know, when the man was laying on the mat at the pool of Bethesda and he couldn't get up and he wanted to get into the water because every time the angel's wings stirred the waters, the person that got in was healed. And Jesus approached him and said, what do you want? He said, I wanted to get in the water. That's not what he really wanted. What he thought he wanted. And Jesus asked him again, what do you want? I want to be healed. I want to be healed. And with that, Jesus said, stand. Take up your mat. You are healed. By your faith alone, you're healed. Deer Camp Weekend, what do you want? Still time to sign up. Last one this year. I hope you'll attend it if you have not, or please make plans to attend the one in the first of the year coming up. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, we thank you for our brother Phil the way he brings your words, God, to life in us, the way he points us to you, the way he reminds us of your ways. Lord, may this group be blessed. May we bless you as we seek to be lion makers, as we seek to carry your word out in our community. Seek to live in our family. 
Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Morning, gentlemen. Today is a very special day. Today is the 247th birthday of the Marine Corps. Yeah. Thank you for your service, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Amen. Amen. Veterans Day coming up um, this week. Is it is it Friday or Monday? Oh, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Okay, Friday. Yeah. All right. Everything is closed. So, um, gentlemen, as we begin this morning and continue in our in our series, I have a song for you, and. Um, this song, um, I wanted to uh, share it with you this morning, really because of the visual that you're going to see. I mean, the song is a beautiful song by Ada Ruth uh, Habersham, uh, written over 100 years ago. It's often a song um, that is um, um, a, a, a pathway through a period of questioning journey for many. Um, he will hold me fast. You to follow the words as I read just a little bit of it uh, there on your uh, handout. When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would prevail, he will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold through life's fearful path, for my love is often cold. He must hold me fast. He will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. For my Savior loves me so, he will hold me fast. We're going to dig into our scripture today, and it's um, about Eleazar's hand being frozen to the sword. He was holding to his sword. And as much as we need to hold on to our sword and fight the battles that God's given us, it's always much more about God's hold on you and me. May you hear the voice of God. May you open our hearts. And the, the video is so powerful because what you see is a Ukrainian uh, lady uh, singing part of the song. Then you see a Russian lady singing part of the song. And then you see an American lady singing part of the song. Our Ukrainian brothers and sisters, which are many, um, are suffering greatly. They're really in uh, a literal war fighting for their life, many of them in certain areas, of course. So even as we watch this song, may we be reminded of the hold that God has on our life and let us also pray for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. May you hear the voice of God.
Amen. 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 May good win over evil every day. Be on the alert. Stand firm in your faith. Act like men. Be strong. Words in 1 Corinthians 16, 13. We continue in our series, Lion Maker. Um, scripture is very clear about uh, seeing God, Jesus, the Lion of Judah. And yet at the same time, Scripture is very clear about telling us about the evil one uh, being a lion also. So you got to be careful. Which lion do you listen to? The lion of Judah or the one that seeks to devour us, prowls around, uh, causing us to doubt ourselves, fight among each other? Um, it's so sad to me, um, the amount of conflict uh, just um, in the body of Christ. Is that not sad? Uh, fighting amongst us. As Jerry Clow would say, shoot up in this tree. Because one of us has got to have some relief. Uh, and oftentimes um, we battle each other and um, breaks my heart, breaks my heart. So this idea of line maker as a series is really a call uh, to personal growth for you and for me. To grow up and be uh, whole, to be all that God instructed us to be. So I want to read uh, there on the back of your page is the Lion Maker Declaration, um, a piece that I put together um, from Mark Batterson's uh, book. He wrote a manifesto. I wrote a declaration. I just kind of used what he wrote and kind of personalized it and uh, uh, really enjoyed working with this um, uh, several months ago. So uh, drop down to the next to the last stanza, and I just want to read this portion this morning. I will dare to fail. I will dare to be different. I will quit holding out. I will quit holding back. I will quit running away. Today's uh, study is the idea of no quit. Some things you need to quit and some things you don't need to quit. Right? I mean, quitting's not a bad word. Quitting is amoral. Some things I need to quit. You know? Never say never. Never say, I don't quit nothing. That's not too good. That's a problem. But you certainly want to be able to identify what you need to quit. But there's other things that you just need to persevere Perseverance uh, is part of the sanctification process. Uh, you've got to hang in there. You've got to keep going. I will not quit. I will not quit. So pick up your pen. Let's go to work. I have three questions for you. Deliberate and intentional. We are way too passive as men, gentlemen. Uh, way too passive. I had the opportunity to speak this past Sunday night uh, down in uh, Destin uh, at Oceans Church. Um, and I was telling the guys down there uh, that um, 
they've got to be journaling. You got to be writing. I mean, there's nothing that we do that we don't write it uh, down except going to church. You know, I, yeah, I go to church and yeah, I don't take my Bible. I don't take a pen. I don't take my journal. I just got to go to church. Dude, way too passive. Way too passive. What if you treated school, well, that way? Some of you did, I know. <laughs> In fact, that brings me back to lots of memories. PTSD there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's uh, going back uh, way too long. But yeah, need to write it down. So question number one, what are your dreams? What are your dreams? Again, as we've said, this idea of dreams we're using as a, as a synonym for what are your desires? Where do I need to grow? Where do I want to be in 90 days? Where do I want to be in six months? Where do I want to be in a year? When I close my eyes, where do I want to be? That's a dream. And um, dreams, goals, plans, action, and reality, they're on your notes. Have a dream. Put a date on it. It's a goal. Begin to put steps to it. That's a plan. And then begin to take the first step. That's action. And when you engage, when you engage, you begin to embrace reality. And reality is your friend. Reality is your friend. So I, I want to continue to encourage you to, to share with us, with me, actions that you're taking as a result of the series. I want to invite Jay uh, Atkinson up. Jay um, sp spoke to us, gave us an opportunity uh, last week. And um, Jay, tell the guys what happened as a result of their generosity. Yes, sir. Um, I started to tell Phil if he keeps asking me to come up and speak, I might quit coming. <laughs> just kidding. But, uh, I'll tell you, last week, y'all were not passive. We raised $748 in a time, I mean, in a time where I know, you know, finances and struggle are real. But what you did when I went and gave it to my coworker, like she started crying, she didn't know what to say. So with that, not being passive, Nick Shackelford at the Small Baptist Church knows that this group is the hands and feet of Christ. So thank you, I appreciate it. That's great, thank you, Jay. Thank you, thank you. <clears throat> Amen. So cool to see again, just a little piece of the kingdom of God that we have a chance to have influence on. And um, I wanna introduce somebody else to you, um, Dean uh, Tim Crayson. So Tim, come up here, Dean. Uh, 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 Tim has been with us a long time, and he is uh, uh, dean in the English department at Heinz Community College, and his son Isaac uh, is right back here. Isaac, give everybody a wave, just so they know that you're here. Okay, Isaac, you know. Don't want to embarrass Isaac. I just want to recognize Isaac. We don't want to embarrass you, Isaac. We just want you to know that you're, uh, that you're in the room. So, hi, Isaac. Good to have you here. All right. So um, I asked Tim to come and share some neat things that God's doing in uh, Tim's life and Isaac's life. So um, 
I guess. Uh, Send over, over here, Brother Kim. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, got, got him on TV. You're on camera. Uh, so, the World <laughs> Worldwide Ministry of BPO is yes, playing all Yes. So I guess uh, a pivot point in my in my life and my growth is when I, I ended up in counseling back in 2013, and that um, started me on sort of this path of recovery, which a lot of you guys have been a part of that, or at least know about it, or heard me share somewhere about it. Uh, but since I've got three kids, Isaac's my oldest; he's 12 now. I've also got a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. And like many of you, you you come to this point where you start asking yourself, well, how 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 do I raise my kids? How do I raise my boys? Uh, especially when I'm looking at issues of men and manhood. And um, as you know, we don't have the, an initiation sort of uh, ceremony uh, in our culture, and so people become men by accident, or they never do. Uh, or they never quite figure out what that is, and then you end up in groups sort of like this one that are helpful, uh, and we're, we're all trying to grow together. And so I was uh, under that conviction that um, I needed to take some action on that some years ago, I guess, and after reading some books. And so I had in my mind that when Isaac was 12 or 13, I'm going to get a group of guys that he knows that are men, you know, not, not, just, not just other kids and everything, but take them and do some sort of initiation. And I uh, had some ideas for what that was going to look like. And uh, it was, you know, you can Google search this sort of thing. And there are different uh, curricula uh, online that you can look at. But, you know, I guess I found that out too late in, the, in my schedule for when I was going to do this. And so I kind of looked at some of those. I thought, I just need to impart some of the things I've learned in my own growth and bring some other guys along with me. And so um, around, I guess, the beginning of July, end of July, beginning of August, I started trying to put down on some paper, you know, some some plans for work. I'm gonna take Isaac camping for a weekend. We're gonna I'm gonna get some guys to go with us. Um, but then I was struck with all of these fears because um, I don't know. There's this line: if if something's worth doing, it's worth doing right. I've said that a lot, but then I realized that's not real healthy for me to say because I'm a perfectionist uh, and I might never do it uh, if it has to be right. I just I might never get around to it. So I, I started wondering, how do you even initiate a kid? I, even though I've read all this stuff, what would we do? Where would we go? Will anyone even come to this thing? You know, so um, I had this, this idea that I'm going to ask guys to come give up a weekend, maybe pay something, and I don't really even know what we're doing. Uh, and <laughs> Sounds like deer camp. Yeah. Well, I, I took some inspiration from that, I suppose. Um, and, you know, some of these guys have kids themselves. So why would they want to leave their own kid to come initiate my kid? You know, so I was kind of struck with all this, but I'm just, like, just going to have to start asking, you know. And so uh, we ended up reserving some primitive campsites in one of the state parks uh, up in North Mississippi. Um, and as I asked some guys, they just uh, showed up. You know, they uh, more people than I expected said, yeah, I'll come. Uh, I've got to do that. And so what I learned um, from this, we did this in the middle of October. So I can talk more, I can tell you personally more like what we did exactly when we went out there. Uh, but sort of my own process of working through this experience was that for one thing, guys are really hungry for this sort of thing, you know. So uh, things that were said when we were there around the fire, talking about some of the themes I had picked out and reading some of the scriptures that I had picked out. Um, guys said things like, um, you know, I, I needed this for me. Uh, I needed to share some of the things that are going. I needed to get away. I needed to, to remind myself how important it is 
to take initiative and to take initiative with our young people. Um, so, so those were some things that emerged. We even had, what was his name, Justin? There was a guy at the campground that was just sort of walking by and he joined us. He was a 20 something guy from Louisiana. <laughs> so all of a sudden he was in the group and he's like, oh my gosh, this was a divine appointment. I needed this, you know, and so he, he had soup with us. So, you know, it was just kind of, a, um, a, a, and, uh, Another thing that I was reflecting on was that you don't have to be in a perfect state to make this happen, too, because um, I, I've had some shifting in my life recently that has not left me in the best mental state myself. And so um, I, I, I took I took a job promotion. I didn't realize what all the responsibilities were, I guess, that I was uh, taking when I took the promotion, one of those promotions. Uh, so I've had some uh, things I've had to kind of work through myself, but this was being planned and happened in the middle of that. Um, and so I got to share some of that, of course. Um, some other special things were that um, uh, my, my dad showed up to this, you know, from, and so he's, he's 60, he's, he's back there, he's 66 now, but he was, he was the old guy of the group. Um, and, uh, and, uh, but, but he even did the 10 mile hike with us that we did and got rained on when it wasn't supposed to rain. Um, but I was really grateful that I had a group of guys that I had built enough relationship with that when I reached out to them, they said, yeah, that's important. I'm going to be there. Um, and, and, and then one guy announced uh, Simon here on the front row, he, he announced it. He just found out he, they're pregnant with his third child. So one thing that he said when we were hiking was, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm really here because I'm watching what you guys are doing because you've got kids. So he's wanting to see how to raise up kids. So um, I don't know where we go from here. Like that's one of the other, like um, I know that you, you could have to ask Isaac his perspective on all this stuff, but we got to share a lot of things. Um, and he got to share some things as well when we were when we were out there. Um, but I know one one thing uh, a friend told me with, when I was trying to plan this, you can't really in our culture, this isn't like a one time deal. It's not like in the tribal lands where you <laughs> go out for a weekend and uh, then you're then you're fully a man when you come back. It's, it's the growth process. Um, I know having done this, I hope and pray that that Isaac's better positioned to continue some growth um, more than I guess what a lot of us had uh, when we were 12 years old. So I'm willing to talk more about if any of you guys have any ideas, but thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Isaac, you're a blessed young man. Be the lion. Be the lion. Of course, all of us remember when our dads took us out for that weekend, right? Isn't that cool? It brings a tear to my eye when I think about my weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> how so you wind up at Samson retreat, right? So thank you, Tim and Isaac. Question number two. Write it down. How do you respond to the idea of needing practice and discipline to achieve your dream? So maybe the better way to ask that question is, what are you involved in right now that you need to keep practicing and need discipline in? Where's your practice and where's your discipline? Practice, 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 discipline. One more day, one, one day at a time, keep doing it. Write it down. 
You want to quit. Can't quit. Not, not going to quit. Not going to quit. Write it down. Practice and discipline. I think, you know, again, practice and discipline flies in the face um, of being good and moral. I, I, I think we are, are such an affront uh, to God giving his son for us to die for us on the cross and not understanding the gospel when we reduce it to just being good in a moral code and being nice guys. Guys, that, that, that is from the pit of hell, I believe. Nowhere in scripture are we invited to be nice guys. We're invited to be warriors, practice and discipline. Uh, Marine Corps, birthday, 247 years. We are intended, I think, in Scripture to be more like Marines than nice guys. Question number three. What life goals do you have that will take a lifetime to accomplish? Think about that. What are your lifetime goals? What are you doing today that you want to be doing when you come to the end of your life? Lifetime goals. Write that down. What, what comes to your mind? At the end of my life, I want to be known as a man who every day did this. Lifetime. It's going to take me a lifetime. I would remind you in this context of 1 Timothy 5.8. You know what 1 Timothy 5.8 says? Any man who does not provide for his own household is worse than a pagan. Guys, every day, I want to be the best uh, husband, best father that I can be. Um, my, my legacy is what I do in the lives of my family. That's my legacy. Um, so that's going to take a lifetime. And secondly, um, in my life is, you know, 2 Timothy 2.2, when uh, the Apostle Paul uh, giving instruction to a young, eager um, disciple said to Timothy, go out and find faithful men and teach them to be faithful. Faithful men, faithful men, faithful men. Um, I want my life uh, to be a pursuit of uh, building in to faithful men who will build in to faithful men. That's going to take a lifetime. Finish well. Finish well. So guys, turn over to 2 Timothy uh, chapter 23. And let's dig into this idea of no quit. There's no quit. Can't be quit. What did I say? Did I say that? I've never done anything like that before. That's incredible. <laughs> no, dude, it's, it's becoming more of a habit. I have a new habit. Um, random scripture popping into my head. Um, 2 Samuel, chapter 23, uh, verse 8. Listen as I read. Um, Again, the context here is uh, this is David's uh, legacy. These last couple of chapters in 2 
Samuel is, uh, David's coming to the end of his life and he's getting an um, opportunity um, or we're getting an opportunity to see what his life stood for. And certainly what it stood for was the 30 that became 37 men that he built into. And then these three guys that we keep reading about each week in our series, three special men. How many guys do you need to have on your personal life team? You need to have three guys, three guys, three guys. Verse eight, this is the listing of David's top men. Joshibas Shebeth, the Tachymite. He was chief of the three. He once raised his spear, put his spear to work against 800, killed them all in a day. Eleazar, son of Dodai, the Ahohite, was the next of the elite three. He was with David when the Philistines poked fun at them at Pasdaman. And when the Philistines drew up for battle, Israel quit. Israel retreated. Israel turned tail and run. But Eleazar, stood his ground and killed Philistines right and left until he was exhausted. And then this is the phrase we're kind of um, focusing on this morning, but he never let go of his sword. He never let go of his sword. And what happened next is a result of no quit in Eleazar. And what happened next was this, a big win for God that day. A big win for God that day. And I thought for sure at this point I'd be able to talk about how Tennessee beat Georgia Saturday night. <laughs> I mean, I had that written into the manuscript. It was just going to be the perfect illustration. And we we're going to play Rocky Top and we we're going to break out into just dancing in the aisle. Jimmy would lead us. It was going to be incredible. I dropped my sword. <laughs> The army then rejoined Eleazar, but all there was left to do was the cleanup. Eleazar. No quit in Eleazar. Don't let go. Don't let go. Guys, every man in this room, just because of the way God works, has circumstances and relationships that you would just like to quit on. Circumstances, I just want out. I want to quit that job. I'm going to quit that relation or that uh, circumstance, that responsibility. It's too hard. I'm just going to quit. And you may need to do that. Certainly nothing wrong with walking away. Sometimes God releases us from what we perceive to be a calling. And um, I could tell you many stories in my own life at this point where I've walked away from a situation and it was exactly what I needed to do. But all too often, we quit too early. And certainly on relationships, we're not willing to hang in there and do the hard work. I, I, am, I am so privileged to sit with so many uh, individuals and couples that are really working hard to do the hard work. I mean, they're actually coming 
into a counseling room. I mean, that, I mean that's, that's a unicorn for most men. Most men have a drug problem when they come into my office. They got drug in there, you know? And occasionally I'll, I'll have a couple show up and he, the husband, actually called and set the appointment. That's a unicorn. It's a unicorn. I'm going to show you just as a way to kind of uh, tattoo this onto your heart and brain uh, and kind of in keeping with today being uh, the 247th birthday of the Marine Corps, um, a clip of Desmond Doss. Desmond Doss um, fought on the Battle of uh, Okinawa, World War II, made a movie of his life. Mel Gibson directed the movie Hacksaw Ridge. Desmond Doss um, was from Lynchburg, Virginia, and he was a conscientious, uh, or not a conscious object, he was a, uh, um, uh, he uh, did not want to carry a gun. Yeah. And he was a Seventh-day Adventist. And so he was abused, um, and made fun of, ridiculed, uh, went through um, hard, hard times. Um, because he would not carry a weapon. They made him a medic. He showed up um, at Hacksaw Ridge uh, on the Battle of Okinawa, and he saved over 75 men. True story. I you to watch this clip. No quit. No quit. Watch this. I'm on a shoe, ain't you? Give me this. It's a bit late for target practice now, don't you think? <laughs> Jump on it. You kid. I'm gonna drag you. Let's do it. Shouts on his tail.
Get this soldier to a hospital tent right now. Come on, easy now. Terry Benedict um, actually made an actual documentary of Dawes called The Conscientious Objector. And he is quoted um, in the documentary, quote, it's as if God had his hand on Dawes' shoulder. It's the only explanation I can give. Guys, I believe that God has his hand on your shoulder and my shoulder. He empowers us to do way beyond what we think we can. No quit. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to allow shame to rule over my heart. I'm not going to allow my failures to define who I am. I'm not going to um, allow the guilt to control me. I'm going to lean in to the aggressive forgiveness we call grace, as Eugene Peterson puts it in Romans chapter five. And I'm gonna be empowered by God's Holy Spirit and receive his daily grace and forgiveness in a way that allows me to keep going. And you will have critics as I have critics. As I've said to you before, there's men who will not come because I'm leading, because they know my failures. I said, I'm not coming, that guy's leading, guys. Me too. You too. We've all failed. One day at a time, gentlemen. One day at a time. Whatever dream journey you're on, you have to take it one step at a time. And if you keep doing the right things day in and day out, one day is going to show up and show out. God is going to show up and show out. Guys, again, that, that statement to me is so powerful because it flies in the face of guys who have no goals, no dreams, where they headed. They're like the little shopkeeper in No Country for Old Men that I showed you that clip. Dude, is your objective in life to go work the next day? That's it? 
Is your objective in life to sit on your front porch at retirement and do nothing? I mean, I think retirement's great as long as you've got goals, plans, actions, and reality. Otherwise, we might as well just throw dirt over you. You're already dead. God is showing, uh, we live in a culture that celebrates 15 minutes of fame, but God honors a lifetime of faithfulness. If you keep doing the right things day in and day out, look out. Somehow, some way, someday, God will show up in the life of your grandkids, in the life of your wife, the circumstance, the impact, the kingdom building that you could uh, have if you practiced, practiced, and you were disciplined. Ebenezer moments. Ebenezer moments. All of us have opportunity for Ebenezer moments. In your dream journey, there are always Ebenezer moments. And Ebenezer moments is as Samuel did in 2 Samuel 7 when um, God showed up and the Israelites defeated the Philistines, powerful army. The Philistines, after the battle, God took a, or, uh, Samuel took a rock and he says, God has helped us. Ebenezer means God helps. God helps. What Ebenezer moments do you have in your life where it's like, wow, if God hadn't shown up, we would have had no chance at all. Those are Ebenezer moments. Um, we have Ebenezer place that are filled with Ebenezer moments in the lives of men. We have to celebrate those moments. We don't celebrate well enough, gentlemen. Uh, um, God has given us opportunity to celebrate. I want you to turn over to Leviticus chapter 23. That's the clean part of your Bible. Uh, Leviticus chapter 23. I know some of you were just reading in that the other day, I'm sure. Leviticus chapter 23, just the last part of that chapter is, is an amazing passage. Uh, this is God giving instruction to the Israelites and helping them to begin to develop a culture and a way of life. And he institutes this passage in there. I mean, it's, it's so wonderful, the imagination of God, the playfulness of God. Listen to this. So summing it up, I'm, I'm in verse 39. Uh, Leviticus 23. So summing it up, on the 15th day of the seventh month, after you have brought your crops in from your fields, celebrate. Celebrate. Three dog nights. Celebrate the feast of God for seven days. The first day is a complete rest, and the eighth day is a complete rest. On the first day, pick the first fruits from the best trees, take fronds of palm trees, and branches of leafy trees and from willows by the brook and celebrate in the presence of your God for seven days. Yes, for seven full days. 
celebrate it as a festival to God. Every year from now on, celebrate it in the seventh month. Live in booths for seven days. Every son and daughter of Israel is to move into booths so that your descendants will know that I made the people of Israel live in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am God, your God. Celebrate! Guys, we have forgotten how to celebrate if we ever knew how. Right? Really celebrate. Celebrate what God has done. I mean, if you bought me a cup of coffee, you know, we meet together, you buy. Um, and I said, you know, what's God done in your life? Would you have anything to say? Would you have anything to say? God, guys, the fact that we're here is a gift from God. The fact that every day is a gift. It's a gift. And what are you doing with it? Hoping that you don't feel any pain today? Hoping that nobody asks you to do anything? Hoping that nobody has a circumstance that they might need your help on? Man, dear Lord, I pray nobody calls me today for help. Now there's a prayer. <laughs> no. How about, Lord, here I am. Send me. Send me. I'm available. Every person that comes into my presence, may they somehow see Jesus, smell Jesus, hear Jesus from my life. Every circumstance in my life that's just crazy and chaotic, Lord, may you use me to bring order to that chaos. Amen. No quit. What's your objective? Show up. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you uh, so much for just the beauty of your word, the beauty of men like Desmond Doss that show us uh, by his life what it means to really be a warrior uh, to fight. Lord, may we bring honor to your name by the way we live out this day and all the days of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week.